Welcome to Season 3, Episode 6 of the Not Your Mama's Autism Podcast. I'm Lola Dada Ali. In our last episode, I spoke with Natasha Miner, an award-winning filmmaker who chose to tell a story with the intersection of race and neurodiversity in mind. In this episode, we speak with this sister filmmaker duo who is also interested in telling a story where people with differently wired brains are also heard. Laura and Rachel Ducas are sisters who share a love for film. The duo is part of a team behind their feature debut film, The Ryan Express, a story that features an autistic sixth grader who invents a time machine that takes him back into time to fix what he refers to as his biggest mistake. I sat down with the Duca sisters to discuss their upcoming film. The fact that they are looking to cast an actually autistic lead actor and their reasons behind why they are dedicated to depicting a story about a boy with a differently wired brain. With that in mind, let's get started. Welcome to the Not Your Mama's Autism Podcast. Thank you so much for you both joining me. Thank you. Thank Um, you for having us. I wanted to ask you both, just go ahead and introduce yourselves if you don't mind. Sure. I'm Rachel Dukas. And I'm Laura Dukas. And we are a writer, producer, sister team based in New York. And we are the producers of the Ryan Express, which we're really excited to talk to you about today. So I wanted to ask you, being a sister team, is there one of you that does more writing than the directing? (laughs) Or is it a 50-50 split? How does this work? Well, yeah. I, I would say it's definitely 50-50. Rachel is more of a detail-oriented writer, and I'm more of big picture. So it it sort of works well together. Sometimes we do get frustrated because, let's say, for instance, I'll be writing a scene, and then I'll forget a detail, or or Rachel will come in and say, wait, but how could this be possible if this thing that happened before like, how could this be possible? So we kind of correct each other while writing. And also we draw off of each other's strengths. Right. Yeah. And usually we'll write, you know, together, like we might sit down together and, and have the computer out. Um, or other times we'll go separate and, you know, come back to each other. <laughs> Tell us, how did you both get into filmmaking? Tell us a little bit about the road that led you here. Sure. Yeah. Well, we actually started out as um, performers um, in regional theater, uh, some different cable shows. And then we decided to write our own projects. We created like a few short films. And right now we're making our feature uh, debut with the Ryan Express. Right. So I think it was probably in what high school that we started writing and, and just creating like short plays, short stories and things of that sort. Right. Yeah. And and then, you know, we just kept doing it. And now we're working on our our first feature. Tell us about this movie. How did it come to be? And tell us the premise. 
Yeah, sure. So the Ryan Express, it traces the life of Robbie, who's an autistic sixth grader. With the help of his family, he builds a time machine in hopes of traveling back in time to fix his biggest mistake that got him kicked off the baseball team. And basically, like this time machine is made of little more than cardboard scraps, things that you'd find around the house. But to him, it's real. Really, what happens is he ends up getting kicked off the baseball team because he was provoked by a bully. And, you know, he, as a result, he ended up acting uncontrollably on the field. So he comes up with this idea that, you know, if he could actually go back in time and relive this moment, then he could and then be able to really maintain his composure in that moment he'll get to play in the championship. So it's it's a it's a great journey. He really gets the entire community involved. His family is involved throughout this journey to really bring him peace. But he also, you know, brings a lot of peace to the community and he changes a lot of people as well. Right, definitely. What made both of you decide to have the main character be Nero the first? What mm-hmm. what was what was the impetus for it? You know, I I think there's a real gap in industry, and, and I'm sure you've noticed this. I mean, we're we're yeah. definitely making strides in terms of inclusivity, but what we've noticed, and you can take a show like The Good Doctor or some other programming that's out there, is a lot of productions focus mainly on the character as being this savantish mm-hmm. type person. It's usually, you know, just talking about maybe they they have a skill that they're really, really great at. And that's the main focus of the project. That's the main focus of, of their entire life. And we felt that that was a real like cookie cutter and, and one dimensional way of, of viewing the experience of what these children really, really go through. So I think that's probably one of the reasons why we thought it was so important to have this representation in our project. I mean, we, we're we not afraid to show what really goes on, what the family dynamic is like, what the true experience, the autistic experience is like. You know, uh, what what makes our project different, so to speak, is, is we're actively showing the difficult experiences. We're not we're not brushing over something. We're not we're, we're truly giving the full view. And I think the reason why we're able to do that in such an authentic way is because we've been so diligent in involving the community in our project, whether that be reaching out to families, whether that be, you know, reading some really incredible diary entries that that families have been so generous to share with us just so we can sort of get inside the heads of these children and and these family members and see what is it really, really like. Right. Is the main character of the film actually autistic? Yes. Yes. And we, we're actually, we're in the process right now of casting that character. But yes, we made that decision that we we want him to be autistic. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting because even even now, I I would not expect this. And, and Rachel, you can correct me if if, uh, if you disagree. We had an idea to work with a director who's well-respected in the community. We're not going to name who he is, but um, it was really shocking to us because he was very adamant saying that, no, I'm not comfortable working with an autistic child saying that, you know, it's, it's just not something that he's ever done and, and was just not something that he was comfortable with. And we thought that artistically that was wrong. And we also thought that in terms of inclusion, that was extremely 
just disheartening to us. So that's why we've really had to shift gears over the last year. And yeah. and now we have just an amazing, amazing director, Sean McNamara, who is so excited to bring this inclusion to the project and just to reach out to the community. And, and you know, he was completely on the same page as us saying that, you know, you, you cannot tell the story, tell this story without the community's direct involvement. And, and it would be essential to have an autistic child playing our protagonist. We, we are very adamant about that. I could hear it in your voices. I wanted to ask, do you have a personal connection to the autism community in any way? Yeah, so our best friend from college is on the spectrum. We love him so, so much. And he's also played a major role in in uh, helping us out. He's just absolutely fantastic. He's he's worked on a few of our short films before, right. too. Yes, yes. I think the passion for really began in, I would say, grade school mm-hmm. for me, because I would always see that my classmates who maybe uh, were on the spectrum or, or had some other sort of uh, disability, as, as it was called, they were always separated from us. Yeah. They were sitting at different tables at lunch. They were brought to different rooms to learn. And I just thought that there was something fundamentally wrong about that. You know, how how can you expect these children to make it in the world, to make worthwhile connections and, and to feel good about themselves if you're constantly physically separating them, mentally separating them, and just, you know, honing it in. You're different, you're different, you're different. And, and that oftentimes translates to you're not good enough, you know? So I, I think that just going through that and seeing what my classmates went through was just so mind boggling to me. And it really opened my heart to this community. Yeah. I think that's where my passion started. What do you think, Rich? Very similar. And, you know, in our family business, my mother is in commercial real estate and has a management office, property management. And, you know, there we've worked with some of the employees that were on the spectrum and they're just they're wonderful people. They really care about what they do. And, you know, in our environment, we people are not separated. You know, they're they're doing amazing things for the company. And so I I really very into accepting and you know, that's you know, that was one of the places that it started for me and I started to, my heart really opened up to to that community. As you know, as you're getting this film ready and thinking through all the logistics, how do you go about looking for neurodivergent talent? What has helped us is uh, reaching out to different organizations. So, for instance, the Best Buddies had just played such an extraordinary role with us and has already submitted how many, uh, a few, I would say like, just about a half a dozen uh, contenders for the role, which is really fantastic. You know, what's interesting, we did work with a few casting directors in the beginning, and the connections with the community just weren't there. It was very hard for them to drum up ideas for talent for us. So what we had to do was go on places like YouTube, even listening to podcasts like yours, and just had to reach out to people individually. And Sometimes the people were not actors, you know, and and we just said, hey, let's we want to open up this opportunity to you. Have you ever had any any experience either in front of or behind the camera? 
to get a, a feel for, you know, who we're reaching out to and just making those connections. So a lot of it has really been grassroots, definitely going to have some sort of open call just so, you know, our efforts can be more public and, and more and more families can get involved in the project. I'd say for us, it's been just grassroots reaching out and, and connecting with different organizations like the Best Buddies and Autism Speaks and places like that. What have you learned about yourselves as a result of making this particular film? Um, you know, I think, <laughs> oh we learned, yeah, we learned a lot about like how how to be patient and to persevere. You know, things are always changing. We reached out to a some different production companies, so that changed a few things in a, in a good way. But it just takes longer, you know, to get answers and and to go forward. But we just learned that, you know, we have to just try to do like five things a day, even if that's only like five days a week and you take the weekend off. But if we could just, we we try to tell ourselves if we can just do five things a day, like little things, even if it's just replying to an email, um, you know, calling someone that has to do with the film, you know, we could get through this. So we learned that like, we're in it for like, you know, long, this is a long-term commitment yeah. and, you know, it's, it, it's like our, you know, it's our baby and I know. we want to bring it to life. And I think what we've also learned is how to be incredibly nimble, right? So yeah. we've had in the very beginning when we wrote it, when we had our first draft and uh, when we first teamed up with JV Hart, our writing partner, we just envisioned it as a really, really low budget, extremely low budget uh, SAG film but then we started connecting with different people and we realized this is a purpose-driven film. It is 100% a purpose-driven film and it became something bigger than we ever expected. The budget increased and, and the people that we got involved, I mean, there are people who work for Disney all the time and, and have directed there and produced there, which is something that we never expected That's for our right. first feature. So yeah, I think just the idea of being nimble and, uh, and being able to pivot and, and just go with the flow. Yeah. Our website is theryanexpressmovie.com. We're also on social media. The handles are the Ryan Express, the Ryan Express movie. Everything is, is the same. And yeah, even if there's someone in your audience that, you know, maybe they have a child that does acting and is on the spectrum, we would love to connect you know, feel free to reach out to us through our website. We have a, a contact form. There's also other ways that you can get involved in this project if you visit our website. Yeah, and there are uh, several roles in the project. So it's not just our protagonists. There's several other characters that, you know, have smaller roles, but we're definitely looking to keep the representation authentic there. This is me not knowing much about actually how a film is made. So you guys currently are in pre-production right now. When do you anticipate the film being released? When do you anticipate you all starting to shoot? We're really excited. We're shooting spring 2022 in uh, New York and Texas. So we're really excited about that. Well, that's wonderful. Spring 2022. Yes, ma'am. When you think you'll start shooting and then the film you think will be out end of the end of next year or 2023? Yeah, yeah. probably beginning 2023. Thank you for listening. 
If you like what you hear, please share and subscribe. If you are interested in how this podcast came to be, check out our website at notyourmamasautism.com. Follow us on Instagram at notyourmamasautism. Or check out our origin story by listening to season one of this podcast on any major podcast platform. Links to how you can learn more about the Ryan Express are in our show notes. In our next episode, I'm privileged enough to have a conversation with an actually autistic actor who plays a popular character on a Netflix show that is now streaming. She talks about how she got into acting, how she went after her dreams, and what she hopes her future holds in the industry. See you soon. Not Your Mama's Autism podcast is hosted and written by my mom, Lola Dada Ali, and it's also co-written and produced by me, Fella Ali. My dad, little sister Alero, and I are all occasional contributors. My dad, Tosin Ali, also helps produce sometimes. Big thanks to my aunt, Bolane Williams Ali, who did our graphic design. See you guys soon.